The following show features episodic breakdowns of Jackass, either performed by professionals or under the supervision of professionals. For your safety, avoid listening to this podcast at all times. Hi, I'm Mikey Aaronworth. I'm Jason Wellwood. And I'm Chris Aaronworth. Welcome to Jackass. Welcome to Jackass. It's the podcast where we're on a path of destruction through every single episode of Jackass. We are three lifelong fans of the show reliving the belly laughs, bad ideas, and broken bones, but today we're only two. Once again, Chris keeps abandoning us for the jungles of wherever the fuck he's going and getting his goddamn infections from. Yeah, we're not we're right. not sure, but it's just it's just me and Jay. And Jay, I gotta say, if we had to spend any more time together doing this without Chris, you may have to be my new brother. Are you okay with that? I may also have to murder you, one of the two. I don't know. Um, but- <laughs> just so that you were the only person on the podcast? <laughs> yeah, just talk to myself the whole time. No, I don't know. I'm okay with the brother pack, though. We can we can do that up. Do we need to like sign some documents? Is this like I an old school tin can like, blood? Yeah, we can do the tin can like, thing for sure. The tin can telephones, those will definitely work. I'm pretty sure that you have to at some point like cut your palm or your hand and shake. Like we got to be blood brothers or something like that. Right. I don't really know how this works. Yeah, I saw that uh, episode of The Simpsons. Yes, that's exactly, that exactly what I'm thinking. Uh, no fact of the day. No fact of the day yeah, today, though. Nothing. We don't like I. I, you want to take bets on if Chris does decide to come back, what the infection will be this time? Should we uh, Oof. should we roll the dice on that one? What do you think? That's a that's a that's a great question. Yeah, I, you know what? It's got to be an STD. I mean, it okay. ha- it has to be, except for the fact that he's probably uh, uh, not enjoying much sex out there where yeah where, where he is, uh, or or at home because well, well, he wants surprised. to touch the guy. I'm not sure with all those infections he has. All right, well, let us know on Twitter what <laughs> infection of the week. What <laughs> yes. could it be? Hey, speaking of an infection of the week, how about this episode, huh? Hey. Huh? Well, I'm what curious. We I'm curious, Jay, because well, the reason the reason why we can't have a uh, a fact of the day because usually I'd fill in and do one for Chris. You know, whenever the episode comes out, we get a fact of the day from the same day it came out all those years ago. This episode that we're doing today never came out. It's a lost episode of Viva La Bam, kind of an infamous one called Iceland Waterfall. True, and uh, yeah, it's a lost episode, like you said. I, I have a theory as to why it may not have been aired, and we'll get to that I, I in the episode. I have a couple, a couple you have theories. theories. All right. I do. Now, one of the reasons I wanted to say, you know, people are probably wondering, you know, we're not in the middle of a Viva La Bam season right now. We're kind of in between Jackass uh, uh, episodes. We're going to be in a couple weeks getting right into the movie Jackass Forever because that's been released on 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 demand so we can watch it in the comforts of our own home and take some proper notes without pissing off everyone else in the movie theater. Uh, if you want to hold yourself over, we do have a Jackass Forever initial impression episode that came out about a month or two ago when when the initial uh, movie launched in theaters mm. but there are a few things that are in the news right now that i think you and i uh jay because i don't know that the actual in-depth analysis of this episode is going to go very long let's talk this for a little bit yeah you heard jay that the jackass 4.5 which you know as, as as fans of jackass know it's not just an extended version of the movie every time they do the the half half uh, increments it's actually a, a completely new movie with all cut content 4.5 has now been announced that it's coming out in may for netflix isn't that isn't that nuts yeah i can't believe it's so soon uh, at least it feels soon but yeah, it's going to be exciting. That gives us more jackass to do. So I'm very excited. We'll definitely be diving into that. But I kind of wonder what, 
you know, what we're going to see, if any of the things that we predicted will come true, like more BAM segments, for example, speaking of BAM, um, or maybe, you know, we're going to see some of the stuff that was just a little too extreme for theaters. I don't know. You never really know with these things if they're going to be good or bad, but Chris had mentioned something earlier when we were talking about this where... Um, he feels like the, the point fives are actually sometimes even better than the movies. So we'll, we'll have to see, but, uh, yeah, it's an exciting announcement for sure. Now it's interesting because I have a theory brewing a little bit. You want to hear what my theory is, Jay? Lay it on me. What's up? Good. Cause no one else is willing to listen to me. So I was hoping you'd say yes. So Netflix comes out and they announce Jackass 4.5 via tweet is coming out on May 20th, right? right. Everyone's got a Netflix account. Great news. Weird because it was Paramount Plus for for the original Jackass release in the in the United States at least. However, recently, almost like a matter of days prior to Netflix announcing this, what happened? Bam Margera dropped his lawsuit against the Jackass crew. Interestingly enough, in Nets, Netflix's tweet, they said, and I quote, get ready for more stunts and stupidity with Jackass 4.5, an all new feature film featuring the whole crew. Am okay. I reading too much into this uh, or is it possible that the whole crew is intentionally meant to signify Bam Margera's return to the crew? That is a good point. And I mean, you can only speculate on something like that, but I do wonder as well. And I got to ask, you know, if they're going to go this far to actually include him, if that is what is going to happen, it kind of makes you wonder so close to the release of the film, why did they even bother cutting him out? Like, did they just iron things out if this is the case? And like, it, it would have had it, because a missed mind, opportunity the, or the lawsuit you know. would have been going on yeah, up until literally a week ago. And when that's the case, yeah, like yeah. who knows what's going to happen? You know, he can, he can promise something, but it's like, why, why, you know, promising something outside of the courtroom means nothing as long as legislation is or not legislation, but as long as the lawsuit is still pending. I also want to give credit to, uh, at the Gale force Rob on Twitter. He reached out to us at jackass pod on Twitter, uh, uh, to, to kind of point out the quote unquote whole crew thing. I kind of was, was, was wondering about the timing of the announcement based on the drop lawsuit, but all this stuff seems to be meshing together pretty well. Bam's also going to rehab at this point in time. It it just feels like the, the world is churning to maybe get him back involved in this and goddamn would we love to see him back with yeah. the crew yeah i know for sure i i you know i'm i'm gonna be hopeful and remain on that side of the fence and hope that we do get to see some of the stuff that was cut involving him because we know that it was shot we know there's more yes. it's just not it didn't make the movie so yeah if he's patching things up and like you know he's talked to the guys maybe i don't know maybe they decided you know what we feel bad not having you in there. We missed you. You know, maybe yeah. the, those feelings went around. Maybe it just didn't feel quite right when the movie came out. And after the screening, everyone felt like something was missing. And now maybe they're looking back and going, Hey, fuck it. You know, let's, let's get over that, that, uh, that the fight we had, let's get over the tension. Let's just put it out there. And I hope that is the case. Uh, one can hope it will find out, I guess in a month from now, yeah, and, uh, in, yeah, in less than a month from now. But and here's 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 something that like worth worth thinking about. You know, Chris, as you mentioned, often thinks that the Jackass four point or the point five iterations are sometimes better than the original movie. Bam being in a stunt for Jackass forever before they knew he was going to have his his content cut. He must have been in some of the most important stunts in the movie because he's Bam Margera. So does that mean that 4.5, if he's included, is actually going to have some of the most significant stunts 
which were omitted from Jackass Forever, not because they wanted to or because there were better stunts, but because they weren't allowed to yeah. put him in the movie. It 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 might be a really really uh, surprising that four point five may actually land better than yeah. uh, than four did. Let's hope it's that and not thirty minutes of Ryan Dunn attempting to go down a <laughs> waterfall in a barrel, because that's what we okay. got here today for you. It's Strap last in, co- folks. From- from from talking about lost content to the movies to lost content to Viva La Bam, uh, uh, I I'm getting the sense, Jay, that you did not enjoy this episode of, of Viva La Bam or this what lost you, episode. What are you talking about? Oh, come on! <laughs> this lost you, you episode. Logged in, you logged into the recording studio. Uh, uh, your name. You always change your name. This is something that you do for us, not necessarily the listeners. But the name you're using is glad that episode is all done. Spelled D U N N. So uh, I, I guess Jay, initial impressions. What what did you think about this? before we get into the details initial impressions uh october 2003 reads the subtitle (laughs) october 2003 um so i guess we could uh, technically we could have did a fun fact off the top of my head um halloween happy halloween how's that oh my god that's all i got no you know what you know what holy shit here's a good one here's a good one Roy Horn of Siegfried and Roy is attacked by one of the show's tigers canceling the show for good on October 3rd. Yeah, much like this episode would have been canceled if it had went to air. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's perfect. All right. Well, what are my impressions on this? Well, what it... It's it's a weird start because it's like a quiet start. You get that October two thousand three, just on a black background, and then Bam comes in and asks, "Are you taping?" And who says that anymore? Does do kids even taping? know what it means yeah. to tape something anymore? Well, no. Well, well even filming filming doesn't make yeah. sense either because we're not putting anything to film. Recording, I guess. Are you recording? Well, don't worry, we're taping this, and I'll tell you right out of the gate. I already felt like. This is just going to be bullshit, isn't it? And I don't know why the intro gave me that impression, but it really felt like there was a reason this was cut and it's just going to be the dudes like on any given night having, you know, one of their parties and then making a stupid bet and following through. And like, I'm not going to say the whole episode was boring or anything. It just like it, I'm not Viva La Bam's okay. It's not my favorite thing in the world, but this kind of felt like it could have been better but we're here i don't want to shit all over it because the episode hasn't even started yet don't leave us yet (laughs) listen there are some funny things that i want to talk about and i think that um there's something in particular that makes this worthwhile watching if you're a fan of the interactions between the crew because in this episode you see a different side to everybody Uh, let's just walk it back to season one of evil abam which if you missed you can go back and check out we've done the whole first season yeah we kind of noted that this had a very heavy mtv style production to it where Mm -hmm. it's fast cuts things are always happening there's always action there's a lot of one-liners and quips going around Whereas this is like, you're just hanging out with the guys. So if you're a fan of that behind the scenes thing, I think you might love this actually, because you get to see what Ryan Dunn is like off camera. You get to see what Rab himself is really like, which is a yeah, rarity. He features heavily. He features heavily in this one. Yeah. So from that perspective, it is interesting as a case study, but I probably wouldn't watch it more than once. Um, if you're a fan of a show, this might be for you. So that's my initial impressions, but uh, let's let's jump right in and find out what's going on here, shall we? And let's let's before we actually get into the details of it, we should say this is available on YouTube. Uh, if you just search Viva La Bam Lost Episode Iceland Waterfall, uh, you know, the legitimacy of it, I'm not sure, but it's been up for years. So I'm assuming there's no claim on it. Uh, but if you want to watch that, it's a 20 minute episode before listening to, to this. You might have some fun uh, watching and listening along for sure. And uh, our first shot of the episode is we're 
playing pool at a bar somewhere, and Dunn is in what they call shit talk mode. We've got a shit talk <laughs> meter of 80. Not sure what the scale is, if 80 is high or low, but I'm going to assume it's relatively high. Uh, Isn't it, it? This is this is the most Bam Margera thing really? in that, that I've ever seen, because not only is he calling it, you know, some arbitrary thing like, oh, his, his shit talk meter is, I think, does he say 80 or 8? I think he says an 8. Um, either way, he actually draws out on a napkin, a like thermometer <laughs> that shows it out like bam, he's you, you you understand if you watch enough jackass that he he draws these little like dioramas or like these little uh, tableaus of how a stunt is supposed to look. And he does that in this as well. It's not enough for him to make up a saying of like the shit talk meter, which doesn't exist is an eight out of ten. He also has to draw on like a cocktail napkin what it is for the camera, which is just like it's such a bam margera. I love I love that he did that little known fact that is just how bam margera understands mathematics he must draw (laughs) he draws it out (laughs) he has to draw it out on a cocktail napkin to figure figure out the equation but listen we're at the bar ryan dunn's talking shit he says that he would go down a waterfall in a barrel he said he'd go to iceland specifically and go down a waterfall in a barrel now this stunt has been historically um actually done in your neck of the woods mikey in Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls. This has been done in real life. Now, while the scale is a lot different between the two, I think just the thought of being locked in a barrel and going down any body of water vertically is terrifying. And I, it's I the, think the you concept w- the concept has changed quite a bit because it used to start with like literally some old timey guy with like a handlebar mustache who just got off his penny farther would like hop into a wooden yeah. barrel and I'm like go down right probably now. probably by accident yeah, <laughs> my penny farthers parked in the other room um, the uh, uh, and they go down in a barrel and and probably not survive but sometimes survive as it's progressed it's become kind of this like underground thing of designing a quote-unquote barrel which is more of like a, a capsule in which you can go down the waterfall interesting story up where my cottage is one of our neighbors designed engineered and manufactured the last barrel that anyone went down niagara falls in it was in a museum and he tells the story like he tried to get permission to do it and they're like absolutely not no one's going down niagara falls niagara falls is one of the wonders of the world it's one of the the largest i think by volume it is possibly the largest uh uh uh, waterfall in the world which is it's kind of nuts and uh, he tried to get permission. They're like, no, absolutely not. You're go- you, Someone's going to die. So he tried to do it anyway. He got arrested, uh, escaped, <laughs> oh, yeah. did it again. And the guy actually survived, which is fucking crazy. Yeah. And then only after the fact, when it was all wrapped up, then it was okay. Everyone was cool with That's it. That's it, right? That's it, like, right? If, if someone died, he'd probably impri- be in prison for like assisted suicide or some bullshit like that. Uh, but now he's like a hero and it was in a museum. They're yeah, like, dude, well, we didn't we, want you to do it, but he survived. So I remember learning about that in high school and uh, it was in yes. our textbook. So there you go. Canadian history uh, minute for you. Thank you for joining us for that little interstitial there. Learn more by visiting wikipedia.com. <laughs> uh, listen, but when you go down the Ice, Iceland waterfall, and you know the one we're talking about, you've probably seen it in some TV show. I mentioned Vikings a couple uh, episodes ago. It shows up in that. Like this is a, It's a pretty decent-sized waterfall, but I think they played some camera trickery here, uh, and we'll get to that in a minute. They did, yeah. I, I know the one you, I've got pictured in my head. Um, I'll just say it's not that one. It's, it's not, not that, that one, one at all. It's more of a it's more it's more it's more of a vertical creek than there anything else. But it's still dangerous yeah. as fuck. And exactly. and the the story is that last time they were in Iceland, 
uh, Bam or, or Dunn said he would do it, but then they got there and it was like too cold, so he he didn't do it. So they're like, so he starts to drink and he starts to get his back up and right. he says, "Oh, if we were there tomorrow, I'd go do it tomorrow." Yeah, little lo- does he know, Bam is is not the kind of friend to hear something like that and let it go. Holy shit! Oh no, it would way. suck to have a friend like Bam Margera because everyone talks shit when they're drunk. You don't wake up the next morning and have to actually live up to it. <laughs> no, exactly, and I think. No, you're so right. Like, I love the back and forth that happens as a result between them because Bam is so, he's so pushy, he's so in your face about it that on one side of the camera, they're cutting back and forth, they're saying, he's so drunk right now. Then you go to Ryan in the bar, he's like, I'm not even drinking. Yes. And like, I'm actually (laughs) starting to wonder, I don't know who to believe at this point. Uh, But all I can ask is, you know, is he going to do this? And when Bam comes up to him and confronts him, he's not even thinking dunn just says definitely i would definitely do it and to me yeah it was at that moment i realized he has to have been at least a little drunk because 100 the reaction he has in the bar to what we're going to see when they're actually out in iceland is like, yes. it's like night and day um but anyway they wake up the next morning they wake up done they've got the tickets they hold them up in his face and they basically just say get up we're going to iceland like the next day i bet you it was probably like one o'clock in the morning when they made the bet and it's probably only like seven or six or something now here's the crazy thing is like they were all clearly very hungover yeah and uh and imagine waking up and you know like you you drink a lot and you you say some dumb shit you do some dumb shit you always wake up with a little bit of shame and for the most part if you've done things right you didn't actually do anything you may have just like postured a little too bit or whatever imagine having to face that version of yourself the next morning when you're still a little bit buzzed from the night before bam comes down all smiles super excited with plane tickets to iceland and you have to get your ass (laughs) off the couch and do it that day are you kidding me yeah god that would suck so bad oh i know that feeling all too well of uh you know when you're at you're in the party mode and you're having such a great time you just don't want the night to end and then yeah you wake up that next morning and it's like just the world just sucks. Like you don't want yes. to do anything. You don't, yeah, you don't even want to sit up and look around and, you know, rub the sleep out of your eyes. So let alone getting on an airplane for however long it fucking takes to fly. I've, Iceland, been, but I've anyway. been so hung over though, that if you told me that I had to go into an ice cold waterfall, I would be like, that will be the only thing in this world that can clear my head is that. So let's do it. You <laughs> just do don't it. have to go on like a, a 12 hour plane ride to get there. However the fuck long it takes to get to Iceland. Hey, how about uh rab himself in his little hobbit hole? Did yeah, you that's see, did you catch that? Like that was closet. so funny. Yeah, it's like a walk-in closet where he sleeps. Is that Appar- his Apparently, like- that's actually where he stayed in Bam's place. He had Holy like a shit. little TV, a little like, like I think it was like four by 12 closet space that he yeah. had a little caught in with a TV. And you know what? A lot of people are probably like, well, that's fucking weird. But he gets to be in Bam's entourage. Like, I, I can imagine worse ways to live your life. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. And uh they, they make a, a point here and you know it's good it's good that we bring up rab now because he's about to feature a little heavier in the episode and you really yeah. get to see a side of him you don't normally see but it's worth noting that uh bam points out he's got the only thing in his room other than the bed is a mini tv with pornos and he claims <laughs> that rab has just been sleeping in the cum that's that's how he says it i don't know if you can get away with that I mean, on who MTV. wasn't at that point in time so, who wasn't yeah there you go um, who wasn't Rab talks a ton of shit here though. And it's good to see him making some noise for a change. Cause usually he's pretty quiet, but he's just like, they're having breakfast in the, in the basement there the next morning. And it's just like, he's just given done a hard fucking time here. And he's, he's, you know, making fun of him, trying to egg him on, trying to get him all riled up so that, you know, 
it's like why wouldn't you you're about to be traveling to iceland for the next god knows how long like i'm sure he never heard the fucking end of it until the moment they were up at that waterfall and ready to go down you know which is a moment i can't wait to talk about uh which happens later in the episode obviously but like i feel like at this point everyone still doesn't fully believe it's actually happening i mean this is a group that always pranks each other dunn is probably hung over he feels like he's living outside of real life it's not until they probably get to the airport that he's like holy he's actually gonna make me do this this fucking psychopath it's amazing i love that in fact in the van ride over to the airport this baffled me ryan dunn is clearly hung over as shit he's so hung over that he doesn't remember making the promise that he could go over in in uh, a waterfall a waterfall in a barrel he's in the back of the van reading while he's hung over that to me is a worse jackass stunt than going over a waterfall in a barrel i'd be vomiting all over the place that's that's a bold move done <laughs> and uh, did you catch what he said too when he was referencing his thought process here because just for the, for the listener they do these cutaways to like yes. an on camera kind of in a black you know, background just kind of in front of the camera, narrating. You've seen that in documentaries, whatever. It's just a. But we've a never shot. seen but that in Viva La Band. Yeah, eh? it's like those weird one on one interviews. It's weird. Yeah, and they just kind of pop them in here throughout the episode. And, and in this one, I think it's the first time we see it. Dunn says, I just can't. What did he say? Uh, I can't wait till I get drunk again to understand what I was talking about last <laughs> yes. night. And someone's got to explain that logic to me because that makes absolutely no sense well, like does Jay, drinking you, bring back your memory from the last have time you were watching uh, uh moon Knight at all moon Knight on disney plus the no. new uh marvel movie no or marvel show well it's it, it to me what he's basically trying to say is he's like his drunk persona is a different life that gets lived every time he booze touches his lips <laughs> like he can commune with the drunk version of himself from a night before that was such a funny concept to me and i i think it was just worded from a drunk hungover person <laughs> who wasn't wording himself properly but i loved when he said that that was that was actually uh, I, I laughed quite a bit yeah that's the kind of shit you say uh, in that moment for sure i you know i think it would be just watching them travel and get in the van and do this road trip there was a part of me that's kind of like i think it'd be really really awesome to be a part of this crew and just hanging out with the boys and doing wild shit like this and just not worrying about normal life and going on these adventures except for having to be woken up every time you need to sleep in a moving vehicle that looks miserable what Oh, just somebody's dick again. All right, I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> there Fine. are like I I agree, Jay. I think that that you know you 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 had your impressions of this uh, episode not being that great. I loved that like road trip feel to it. The fact that it was basically just like a road trip and the guys getting along in the van. But it turns out you're right. Half of what they do to each other is just wake each other up when they're sleeping, and they're probably always tired and always hungover. The one guy who takes it the best is Deco. He's sleeping in the back of the van. And they throw like an empty cigarette package at him or something and it hits him in the head and he wakes up so slowly like a (laughs) newborn baby and looks at them and just kind of like smiles and like shrugs as though he's getting more cozy. It was the cutest thing I've ever seen a grown man do in my life. It has the reverse effect on him. You know, when he gets fucked with, it's just like puts him into a deeper REM state. He's uh, yes, it's like it's like uh, uh, hitting Hulk Hogan when he's hulking out, you know, it's like adding fuel to the fire. Yeah. (laughs) Ah, man, that uncooked hot dog, that that uncooked hot dog of a man. Um, Who have seen his porn. (laughs) Who hasn't played the fart game before? I think we've all played the fart game. There's this one fart, though, where... Now, I don't know 
Okay, they're getting into the van. They're climbing in. Raytheon is behind. I believe it's Brandon. And yes. Brandon kind of leans his ass out and sticks his cheeks right into Rake's nose. But mm-hmm. what I found weird about this is it's almost like Rake kind of just embraces it and hangs out for a yeah. minute. Like he doesn't pull back or anything. And then you get the sickest, wettest fart. And I'm sure this was ADR. Like it sounds Asked like it was me. put in after the fact. Because if it wasn't, then you would have seen a big brown wet spot forming on the back of those jeans pretty quickly. Or the front of his nose. Yeah, I don't even know, man. Push right through the jeans. I don't even know. Um, But I love his line here because Rake's just noticeably upset. And he says, I'm sick of this fart game, guys. Like, he's just not having it anymore. Everybody else is just losing it laughing. Hey, Jay, Um, who is the member of Jackass you would like to be farted on least? And most you farting on both. me or me. You have farting to answer on. both. You you get to select uh, uh, one person who gets to fart on your enemy, and what and in return, one person who has to fart on you. Oh my god! Okay, so you get to dish out the biggest one, the biggest, the most pain, and you get like a, a nice one in return. I feel like Bam has girl farts, and I'm not saying that to be <laughs> insulting, but I I just feel like You're they're small and right. dainty. And yeah. I'd rather take one of those than the big wet uh, atom bomb that came out of Brandon's ass. And if I had to choose someone to kind of get revenge for me and fart on someone else. Um, okay, wait. So you want me to choose who I'm going to fart on? Is that the question? No, 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 no. You or get someone to choose, I pick. Uh, you, you basically pick one member of Jackass to fart on your enemy. So the, okay. the worst person you'd want to have a fart on. Oh. But in return, you have to accept a fart from a member of Jackass. So the one who would be the easiest to, to handle. All right. Well, if it's if it's uh, Jackass, the whole crew, then I'd probably just have to pick Preston because, I mean, you could you could get lost in there for days. Um, yes, I think so. And I think it's been proven that his farts are fucking dangerous over the course of uh, uh, of, of of, you know, whether whether he's farting into the <laughs> into the uh, the the funnel that leads to Steve-O's fart helmet in the movie or if he's farting his uh, his metal uh, morph suit and then shits his pants. It just never seems good to him. Hey, if a man farts into a large uh, white loincloth tied around his waist in the forest and no one is there to hear it, uh, <laughs> does, it does it make a sound? Yeah. Does it make a smell? I'm sure it does. Does it? Um, yeah. Uh, you know what? You know what I would say? I would say yes. I think the one that uh, that that I would want to fart on my enemies would probably be Preston. Uh, there's just a there's there's a cannon there that it's that it's not great. If, if it's farting on me, I got to choose one one or the other. It's it's either Wee Man, because he's probably got the smallest farts, or Stephanie Hodge, because she's got the sexiest farts. Yeah. It's one or the other. And you like that, don't you? I would like it better <laughs> than anyone else. I can guarantee that. That's fine. That's fine. No judgments. Hey, shout out to Chris, our absent, uh, not, not because of the... Uh, the fart king or anything. Yeah. I mean, maybe I don't know, but probably uh, now he's got me thinking about the underwear, the 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 lacy special. Like I gotta wonder, oh who's, yeah, who's that man's tailor? Where does he get those? Because really, <laughs> the best way I could describe it was a white loincloth. But yeah, those are something. It's about it. Yeah. So now is as good a time as any to let you know that support for today's episode of Jackass is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, listeners of Jackass. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code Jackast, J-A-C-K-A-S-T, at Manscaped. 
manscaped.com. Now look, as a member of a jackass podcast, it's pretty clear to me that the members of jackass themselves don't take great care of their balls. In fact, sometimes they go out of their way to rain pain upon those regions. And that's what separates hosts of Jackass from members of Jackass uh, because Manscaped was so kind as to send each of the hosts for free this Lawnmower 4.0 as part of the Performance 4.0 package. This is their fourth generation of trimmer and features a cutting edge ceramic blade, cutting edge pun intended, to reduce grooming accidents like nicks, cuts, any ugly sort like that. Thanks to their advanced skin safe technology, the Lawnmower 4.0 is also waterproof and has a 400K LED light to light up those nether regions for the most precise shave you've ever had. You may find some stuff down there with this light that you've never seen before. Maybe something you'll never want to see again. Shave that off. You're you're not the only person that's going to be looking under there. If you can see it, they can see it. Trim it up. Take care of yourself with the Lawnmower 4.0. Also, this trimmer, as I mentioned, is waterproof, so you can say goodbye to the mess on your bathroom floor. It's time to take care of yourself, so go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with the code JACKAST, J-A-C-K-A-S-T, at manscaped.com. So you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code JACKAST at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Uh, so back to the back to the fun. They're, they've arrived in Iceland. They're in more of a rural area now. You know, there's small little areas. They, they they found a group of guys who they claim are moving chemicals around because they're they're on the hunt for a barrel, right? They need this barrel. They couldn't bring that with them on the plane. They need to find one there locally and. They just ask them if they can have a barrel. They don't want to budge. They're having trouble finding this damn barrel. So what do they do? They sneak in to a... It's just a locked... Yeah, a chemical plant, like a locked yard. It's gated. Bam, hops the fence. And he pours a barrel full of this white powdery chemical out onto the ground, tosses it over the fence, and they take off with a stolen barrel. And this is where my theory comes in, Mikey. I don't know if you had the same thought. I do, 100%. There there are two reasons why I think this is a lost episode, and this is one of them. Exactly, because you can't film yourself stealing shit and vandalizing (laughs) and put it on MTV. I'm sure there was a problem with that. There had to I totally been. agree. This this has serious CKY 2K energy where it's just like, you can't do that. And they're like, well, we just did. So deal with it. MTV's like, we're not editing this for you. We can't put this on. You stole something. And even if you don't show the theft, someone's going to find out that you were in Iceland, that you had that barrel. Like, sorry, guys, but it's that's that's going to make you a little bit more culpable. Um, it, it is nuts. It apparently that's the premise is that in all of Reykjavik, which is, I think, the capital of Iceland, possibly um, there. There are no barrels. And this is the only one by like committing a chemical spill like in, in the middle of nowhere. That that just seems like a very bad idea. The best part about this, though, as I'm watching it, thinking this is a bad idea, it cuts to Ryan Dunn in the van, who's just like begrudgingly there across the whole thing. And he's there, he's there and he says, he's like, I was sitting in the van really bummed out because everything was coming together. And he's realizing like, thank the gods, there's not a barrel on the island of Iceland, if you call it an island. Uh, uh, so I might not have to go down this. And slowly but surely, they just keep finding ways to keep progress moving forward whether it's crossing rivers in the van, finding their way to this waterfall in the first place or finding barrels when there shouldn't be any. He's just miserable that the plan is coming together. And if anything, I bet Dunn is really kicking himself now that he flunked out of his Wimis and MSDS training (laughs) course. 
That is a joke, Jay, that I absolutely love because I have had those training courses before. Uh, anyone who's involved in the uh, uh, workplace safety is going to know how, how you got to you got to track chemicals in the workplace. What are you doing? I want to know what that is in that barrel, by the way. I, I just need to know. I don't know why I need to know, but there's like a on the lip of the barrel. There's like a nice coating of it that didn't quite come out. And uh, you got to know that was like just getting dumped all over him there when he's in the barrel. Um, it looked like powdered shock, like chlorine or something like yeah, that. Like yeah. that's that's what I was thinking. And I don't know if I, I can't imagine that's good for anyone, but maybe know. it's powerful enough, though, to kill the fungus on Ryan Dunn's toenails because we've got <laughs> hey, the Dungus well fungus here, Mikey. The Dungus fungus uh, in the van. He's got his feet resting up on the seat in front of him. And Rab is just like he's just having a hissy fit over it. He keeps saying, "Ew, dude, like and. I think he's blown it out of proportion because he says there's fungus growing there, but we get a close up of the toenail, and I don't know, it didn't look that bad to me. It, it, there must I, have I've been, seen there a must have been something. There must have been something because I've never seen Rab so upset. Like he's legit, like breaks character, and he's like, "Get that thing out!" Like that. I don't like this. I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah, like he's well, like, "I want to go home." A real man, man would have sucked on that big toe. That's all I know. A real, yeah, a real dangerous man absolutely would have. Would would you rather suck on that toe or go into a barrel that used to have powdered chlorine in it? I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, one thing that kept uh, uh, catching my attention this one, and this is like a theme that comes through. Jay, have you ever played the game Death Stranding? Uh, not yet. I have it in my backlog, though. It's fantastic. It's one of my favorites uh, of all time, and it's weird as fuck. But the landscape looks so much like the landscape oh, yeah, of Iceland. Yeah, totally. When you look out on like the on the fields with like these weird like piles of rock that show up out of nowhere for some reason in Iceland that are everywhere, these like like mottled messes of rocks. I'm like, fuck, that looks like Death Stranding. And then you get scenes later on of them trying to like drive through narrow streams or like shallow streams and make it make like trek their way across the countryside i'm like this fucking is death stranding the tv show yeah and i think you might have missed the part where ryan dunn took a small fetus in a jar down the uh the waterfall with him uh, <laughs> yeah yeah if you watch that's, real closely that's true. little bb his own little bb so listen we found it mikey congratulations take a moment to congratulate each other we've Thank found you. it i the, think we made it Leg Gibraltar waterfall, man. Didn't I didn't even bother writing it down because I knew I wasn't going to be able to pronounce it. Leg Jabber Jotur, Leg Jabber Jotur. <laughs> I think that's it. Uh, listen, so much um, like two thousands post grunge heavy rock shit in this oh, episode, like on the verge of emo. Like it kind of reminded me of like Deftones or something. A little bit, yeah. In the background. It's it, funny because in the in the comment section on the YouTube video, 90% of the comments were, can we get the soundtrack listening to this episode? I'm like, really? <laughs> That's what you took out of this? Okay, dude. Well, it's a it's a time capsule for sure. Yes, like some of yes. this, this type of shit I haven't heard in so long and it was just giving me flashbacks to like, I don't know, like Warp Tour and fucking, you know, just this aesthetic of these types of bands that were just very much like the guys in the episode here, just traveling the road, just yes. dudes in a van fucking around. And um, you may find it hasn't aged well, but it is very fitting for what you're watching on screen. I agree. In a way, I, I there's do like agree. A, yeah, there's like a little nostalgia there. It's like almost comforting in a way, as much as I wouldn't find myself listening to this just for the sake of it. But yeah, um, so here we are. We got to climb up the mountain to kind of get to the top of this waterfall, check it out, scope the area out and get ready to go. 
they notice when they get up there that there's jagged rocks at the bottom <laughs> of the waterfall. So clearly they didn't plan this out. But um, we get the most random of random cut-ins ever because you can't have a Viva La Bam episode without being reminded that there's some terrible, terrible people that exist out there in the world. <laughs> some forest creatures who are probably better living in a hollow tree stump than they are somewhere in Pennsylvania. This is Don Vito saying... Don Vito's back. And here's what he's complaining about, because anytime this you see the baffling. guy, he's just complaining about something. Well, he, if you looked and 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 had the general shape of him, you'd be <laughs> complaining often as well. Yes, he looks very uncomfortable. Vito, he says, who the hell are you trying to impress going to Iceland when you could just do the same thing in Pennsylvania? <laughs> in Pennsylvania! Because there's waterfalls everywhere in Pennsylvania, notorious. It's just the, the idea of Don Vito, like... To his core, believing that that there isn't much of a difference between Pennsylvania and Iceland says everything you need to know about this guy. But here's the thing that really, it's apart not from the so fact much... that he also likes kids, that that's another thing I guess you do need to say about him too. <laughs> like Vito, here's the thing though: the Vito logic, Mikey, is so outrageous. It's it's not he's not mad because a man is about to go down in a waterfall in a barrel, but rather because they have disrespected the country by daring oh. to do this stunt in a foreign country instead <laughs> yeah, exactly. of on home soil. Exactly. That's basically yeah. his premise here. I'm glad we don't see him for the rest of the episode because that's the to only be fair, video appearance we get. What would you rather do? Swim in the uh, uh, in the waters near Five Mile Island or go over a waterfall in uh, in Iceland? You know, one one seems like a one. You have the chemicals in the barrel with you. The other, you have the chemicals in all the water surrounding you. So I'm not sure which is more safe. Yes, and it, that water will get in you. It'll get in you, and soon it'll, you'll it'll be, get in you. You'll be growing extra fucking body parts. You might just have it end up with a dent, just like Vito. I was going to say, yeah, that's got to be where it's from. Because if that's not a mutation, I don't know what is. Listen, <laughs> we get a pre-fall interview here. Dunn is very nervous now. It's the same thing. Like I think anybody in this situation would feel this way too. It's like it's easy to talk shit, and when you're not actually facing it and looking at the damn thing. You just you you might feel a little nervous, but it doesn't actually come out until you're looking at it. You're like, oh shit, okay, this is a real thing now. You know, and like, I don't I think I don't this. think the camera is ever going to do a good enough job of explaining how scary that actually would be. Oh yeah, I, like as soon as totally. uh, honestly, like as soon as we saw the set piece for where he was supposed to go over the barrel, I was like, okay, the reason why this episode didn't air is because he obviously didn't do it. All the all the people realized this is a dumbass fucking idea. We're not letting him go over there. And it turns out that's not the case. But the episode becomes about whether or not he will at this. It's a real Pam and Jim situation. A will they, won't they? Hey, Mikey, do you like emotional manipulation and abuse? (laughs) This might just be the episode for you. Because Dunn doesn't want to get in there. He hops in. I'll give him credit. He hops in to test it out just to kind of get a fit. He immediately pops out. He says, my knees are cramped. My back is cramped. I'm not doing it. Uh, Also, he didn't mention this, but I'm sure he was thinking there's also an unknown dangerous chemical substance in my eyes. Of course. Um, But he storms off and Bam has to come in for a heart to heart on top of the mountain. Just him and done. And you got to convince this guy to, you know, risk his life after all. So let's get up there and get to it, shall we? He's not doing it. He doesn't want to do it. Um, And I just felt like... I see Bam means well as a friend, like he wants to check on his friend, but at the same time, he's very misguided here because Bam cares much more 100%. about the stunt and getting the shot than he actually does Dunn's 
safety here. And I can't really give him credit for the heart to heart because it feels there isn't there isn't wrong. a heart to heart. That's it. he approaches yeah. it as though it's going to be a heart to heart. And yeah. it's funny because everyone there this this segment had really weird pacing to it because everyone's like, why won't he do it? And then he says he's not going to do it. And then Rob's like, yeah, of course, he's not going to do it. That's fucking crazy. And then he agrees to it and everyone's making fun of him again. It's like I didn't understand that. And when when Bam goes to to what we think is going to be console him as, as Ryan's just like sitting off contemplating what might be the last 10 minutes of his life. Bam basically just says like, dude, you have to do it. We're, we're here for you. He doubles down the pressure of saying like, we brought a camera crew here. We did this as though it were Ryan Dunn's idea in the first place. And it wasn't, he was like, this was imposed upon him. Yeah. And well, that kind pressure, of his idea, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, his drunk idea. But no, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like there's a lot of pressure, like, excess pressure to do it yes because right? yeah. here's the thing is in the beginning what one thing we didn't really clarify is is in the bar when he's saying he would do this bam's not saying if you agree to this i'm gonna buy a ticket and we're gonna go tomorrow he's just yeah. like okay tell me definitively one way or another but they're drunken in there and they're talking shit he doesn't think he's actually gonna have to answer for it it's hilarious that he does but when they get there and bam's like you've got to you got to do this not only like i know you're afraid for your life right now but like there's money sunk into this and there's a crew here and this he just like really shames him and it had serious high school energy like high school clique energy where it's like oh the cool kids are doing saying you won't do and you won't do like it just it i felt bad for him like i really felt bad for Dunn in this situation i 100 percent agree i felt bad for him too and even though he like you said he talked shit who would have thought they were actually going to go out there right he couldn't have imagined um of course and 10 it only takes 10 minutes according to what we're told and he rethinks it he's back at the barrel he gets in and he's got a little smile on his face ah fuck here we go he's in and i know this is supposed to be the moment you celebrate as the viewer that was the intention like yes he's, he's gonna do it you know but i just felt like Man, I kind of wish he would have just walked away. Honestly, I would have been okay. Seriously, with that, you know, it, it felt. You say he had a little smirk. I honestly think it was, you know, like people who laugh when they're anxious, or like, you know, like they kind of giggle when they're nervous, or something like that. Like I had this feeling of he just looked so resigned, and he looked like he was literally in shock. And yep. he's like, he's like, what is worth? What, what what's worse, dying on this waterfall or becoming a paraplegic? Or going home, not having died in this waterfall and having to face my friends down for the rest of my life. And he's like, the shame's not worth it. I'm just going over. And that's never a good reason why you want to see someone do something. You know, we talk about this all the time. Like the best members of Jackass are the members who do something and somehow have like a smile. Like they don't get frustrated. The guy like Preston Lacey always gets frustrated. And it's like, yeah, that's what would happen if I did that stunt. I want to watch someone get kicked in the shins and kind of laugh about it. Um, and when it seems like someone's really not having a good time, it's not funny anymore. It's not fun. Like I, I just mm-hmm. really, I, the, the life was sucked out of this one, but you know, as you mentioned, he, he nuts up whatever you want to call it and does it. I, and credit to him. I, what do you think about me saying this? I honestly don't know that I've ever seen a more gnarly jackass stunt ever. I, I don't know that I've ever seen one that is as dangerous as what's about to happen in this can you think of one that is? <sighs> well, I immediately kind of started thinking about the bowl segments with Knoxville. Those are pretty. Bowls can be sketchy. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's kind of like this where it's, there's so much un, 
unpredictability to it that you don't you can't really once you get into it it's like okay everybody's holding their breath because it's not controlled but this right. is very close to that even though it's maybe not as adrenaline fueled as a, as a bull run or whatever it's still just as dangerous because we're just talking you might as well not even be in a barrel because it's just a plastic barrel there's no I mean, protection you don't fool rock, yourself into thinking this barrel is going to do anything for you no exactly you might as well have just jumped off head first because yeah in fact being in a barrel is probably worse because I, you can't control the movement at all like you're at the mercy of the barrel and the currents at that point right and however these fuckers decide to drop you in which we'll talk about in a minute um yeah. And if the barrel, if you're in a barrel and the barrel hits the water, then you hit the barrel as though it's a solid. Like I'd rather go straight into the water, like in, in, in the way that this barrel is set up. And here's, here's a question for you, Jay, because I agree. I think the bulls are super dangerous, the unpredictability and all this stuff. However, which would you rather do? Probably the bull stunt because you have control. Yeah, exactly. I, I, you have no control in the barrel. It's claustrophobic. You're just at the whim of nature. And I trust, I trust nature less than I trust bulls somehow. Yeah, man. And I mean, I can't believe we're about to do this, but uh, here we go. And we were talking shit about this waterfall that it's not a real man's man waterfall, <laughs> but uh, it's still a fucking waterfall. It's, it's still gnarly, relatively man. high, all things considered. Like he gets a good... Like the ride down the waterfall is actually at least three to five seconds, which is considerably, that's pretty long, you know. Yeah. It's not a quick drop, but I got to point out here that he gets in there. We're still at the top. We're kind of, they're trying to figure out, okay, what do we do next? And God damn it, Mikey, there's a lid. There's a lid. Why is there a fucking <laughs> lid? Like, I get it. You want to keep him contained. Okay. But I just feel like the lid is another level of, um, in the wrong direction in the name of safety. Um, I wonder, I wonder because they don't even test is... though. Does the lid open before they put him down? And no, of True. course it does not. True. They seal him in there. Like, I just couldn't believe it. No air it. holes, nothing. So much could have gone wrong here. And then when they're, when they're lining him up against the, against the, the waterfall, they, 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 well, when Deco basically just like rolls him in there, Deco and Bam are, are setting him up. And when they push him into the, the path of the oncoming water, they do it head first. Right. And he goes down with no ceremony. It's very rough. At least though, at least they drop him on the side of the waterfall that isn't going to take him into the jagged rocks. Cause that could have been way worse. They make sure he stays at the point past the fork in the waterfall where it's a pretty clear path. You slide down the rocks and then a seven foot drop yeah. pretty close to an embankment. Thank God he didn't land straight on the, on the gravel at the side, but man, in in the scope of 12 feet or however long he travels, so much could have gone wrong. Yeah. Probably more than 12 feet, but well, thereabouts. Yeah. And you got, you said it, there's rocks there. It's very rocky. That's the worst part of this is that you're sending this guy down. Like you said, head first, the barrel slams on the side of the rocks, goes down. He lands upside down. So just mm. think about that. Like if he's situated at, in the barrel, like he might be kind of holding his arms if he has room over his neck to try to protect, but we don't really know. You can't see in there. And the thing that I find so stupid about this stunt is like, let's say he does land on his head, but let's say he was a few inches to the right. He would have landed right on a rock on his head. Right. And you have nobody, nobody at the bottom of the waterfall that waiting for blew him. blew my mind. So what, like, what are these guys thinking? If he did hit his head and, you know, he gets, he passes out and then goes under the water and there's no one down there to catch him, get him out. Like he could have just, he could have drowned right there. And they do rush in after he goes down f relatively quickly to pry him out. But it takes a good minute to get the lid off. Like they're struggling yeah. with it. And he's just in there 
panicking essentially like man that must have really sucked you know i here's, I can't here's how you know how how scary it must have been it's one of those situations where they open up the barrel he gets out of the barrel and he keeps running away from the water as though the water's going to hurt him it's like those yeah. those scenes in a war movie when someone frees a prisoner of war and they like open the cage and they're like hey we're here to save you and the prisoner of war like cowers from their safe like no no everything in the world is out to get me right now he's just in shock and it's like and i think i honestly think at this point ryan's got this sense of accomplishment i guess you know he's done it or relief or whatever it is i think every other member of the crew at that point realizes how stupid it was that they did what they did and they all start to feel kind of bad after it like it, it just felt like they had this realization of like holy shit we dodged a bullet there uh that was insane yeah and i mean okay they're kids still like early 20s i get it you know especially with their upbringing i mean they they didn't really have to enter the world and become adults like most people right. do. They kind of right. had the success with Jackass and then now they're doing the show. Like for them, the party just continued. Like they basically stayed like 16 years old and just, you know, of course it's going to take, you know, actually seeing this thing happen for, for it to like set on them what they just did. Like they, yeah. they don't have that muscle exercised of like responsible um, adult the, logical the thinking, world, you know, it's like the world has always shown them that the rules don't apply to them, mm -hmm. whether it's avoiding injury, death, uh, whether it's whether it's uh, having money and, and not being, you know, getting tickets and having MTV pay for them, crashing a car and having the insurance, you know, all this stuff like the rules just don't apply to them. So it makes sense. You know, it's like when people used to make fun of Justin Bieber for like acting out when he was 15 years old. It's like, yeah, of course, the only life he's ever known is a life that caters to him. And it seems like for a large part, that's these guys as well. And they may have just had a brush of it in this moment, realizing, well, that wasn't as, as smart as we realized. Just because we're filming it for TV doesn't mean something terribly wrong can't happen. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and that's that. It was a weird kind of sick feeling of like we all shared we all took part in something that we all feel a bit of shame for at the end. You know, that it's as though they deferred that shame of the hangover from the first night to this very moment after the waterfall. Like what the fuck just happened? What was some weird bloodlust that took over all of us? And we ended up being here somehow. Yeah. Yeah. The bloodlust. I think like speaking of bloodlust, is there a positive to this is the question I want to ask. Maybe, uh, maybe there is maybe within all of this, the stupidity Maybe there's something to be said, though, for living on the edge and doing dangerous things to feel alive. Because yeah. I, I can assure you, as as traumatized as Dunn was, when he got out of there, he probably never felt more alive. That's true. You know, getting out of there and being like, I just did that. I'm okay. Holy shit. You know, he, he was probably feeling pretty high after coming off that. I can imagine. I bet. You know, Which that's what why adrenaline do junkies do. Yeah. 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 This is why they do this stuff in the first place. So... We give them shit. We give them a hard time. We condemn them. But I guess at the end of the day, they're all in on this. They're all a part of the TV show. They signed up for it. They, you know, and I mean, are we really better? We're watching it. We're watching the goddamn No, I, hear this, thing. <laughs> it, this is not a condemnation. It's just disbelief. It's yeah, I for can't sure. believe this for actually sure. happened. Um, we know. Yeah, we're complicit in it. You know, the... the I think they just they spend their lives also looking for the line and they kind of found it in this one. And even MTV told them they're like, guys, that's not cool. Yeah. You, you can't, we're not showing this. This is this is 
borderline illegal. And this so was part two, Jay, was. of, yeah. yeah, this is part two of what, uh, of why I think this episode didn't air. The stunt itself had no safety observations, no structure. It was just completely dangerous. You also can't show that on TV either. You know, we talked in the CKY episode, having guys holding onto a car going a hundred miles an hour, like MTV can't air that. You know, there's a level of danger that the legal team is going to be like, no, no, we're not accepting the liability of someone trying to mimic this and and getting themselves killed. You yeah. just can't have that on air. And this seems like one of those. So stealing the the barrel and the chemicals <laughs> and then doing a stunt that is just irresponsible. I think that's probably why. All in all, though, Jay, you know, I I still really fucking loved this episode. I did. I don't, I know that you kind of had your thoughts on it, but as a as a kind of like for the same reasons I liked CKY, it just feels raw and something of a bygone era that we'll never get to see again. Like yeah. those internet ages of videos that were just irresponsible and shouldn't have existed. This had that vibe too. Oh yeah, for sure. You don't you don't really see a lot of this type of thing anymore. I guess everything's very curated. Um, whether we're talking like mainstream media, very produced, but even you just look on social media when people post things like it is kind of candid, but it's not, it's different. It, it doesn't feel authentic like this did yes. like this in a lot of ways is just how these guys are when they're together. Um, and you're just kind of like the fly on the wall for the whole thing. So yeah, there's some interest here. Like I said, if you're a fan of the show and you like seeing these guys interact, I'd recommend this from that standpoint of like, you get mm -hmm. to see what it's like to be with them on a trip. And it's kind of cool if you've had that fantasy, but um, yeah, for sure. I, I understand why MTV couldn't air it. Um, there's also a severe lack of awareness for workplace material hazardous information systems. <laughs> Wait, I can let baby. that slide. Everybody's happy at the end of the day and everybody's safe, believe it or not. Uh, Ryan Dunn will never, ever again be given shit from the boys. Ever. A hundred percent. I don't think you can. This is a, a huge moment of of respect, which, you know, given I, everything we just said, what the fuck is wrong with our sense of masculinity and, and pride? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Good on him. Uh, you know, you can't you can't question this guy. He gets to talk as much shit as he wants to now every time he gets drunk because he'll live up to it. I guarantee you that by like the next episode we watch of Viva La Bam, they're going to be giving Ryan Dunn shit. Don't don't read too much I, into that. They, I wonder. <laughs> you know I how wonder, these guys are. You're absolutely right. A hundred percent. But I wonder if you, if you went back and you like pegged when this happened and what his personality was like before to what it is after, I wonder if this is like the seed that sowed, like it looked like a part of him broke before he got into that, that barrel, a part of him had snapped inside. He lost a part of his soul. And maybe that's when he became the Ryan Dunn that we know him as now. <laughs> yes. He that was day, baptized. He was baptized, he was baptized. <laughs> by that waterfall. <laughs> that day, a legend has it that a few tiny beard hairs started to sprout from the chin. Yes, Ryan Dunn. <laughs> exactly. And the exactly. rest was history. Uh, but that is the episode. We do get a little bit of a closer here before it's wrapped up for good. It's basically just them trying to get back to, well, the mainland, get back to wherever it was they were staying. So they had to travel quite a ways to the waterfall. Um it's more Death Stranding shit. It's, exactly. Can we cross the river? Can we not? It's it's if you do the whole journey is like if you liked this episode and the process of it, fucking play Death Stranding because yeah, or, or play it, it those while, sorts of things are there. Play, play it Death while Stranding watching. While it. watching yeah. this. Exactly. Exactly. Go. Yeah, they they basically have to cross a big stream that flooded the road, right? And they they think there's like a 50-50 chance they're getting stuck. Bam, of course, just wants to get the fuck out of there. One of the guys says, "If we get stuck, it could be days without food." To which Rakeon yes. starts laughing hysterically and says, "That's all he cares about." <laughs> 
I guess survival. even the scientist, like it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, even the scientist doesn't think food is that important. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But there you go. Um, they they do get out of there, out of the predic- predicament, and uh, it's not long until they cross a fairly large body of water. They make it across, but then, as Ryan Dunn puts it, we shorted out the engine on the van, um, and they must push it uphill to get it going again. So they had it some seems troubles. miserable. This this whole part feels like. You know, they just filmed more than they realized they needed because they're like, if this is an episode, we're going to need segments. And then when they realized they weren't going to get an episode out of it, they just they literally call it rough cuts. And then they move into yeah. like the crossing of the river, the pushing of the van and then f- fana or fauna, whatever. Fauna. Like, one of the one of the producers or filmers just farting on a bus and then him without a shirt. It's like, what are we watching? Yeah, right now? the this, end of this it part felt like really weird filler all the way. They're making fun of him for a good solid five minutes. I honestly skipped ahead through some of this because I was like, yeah, you didn't miss anything. I, I got honestly. the point. Yeah, and I know we're not supposed to do that. That's against the rules of the podcast. But I did it, baby. <laughs> I'm a bad boy. Um, so that brings us to the end. They they head on home, and uh, there's one final party they have out in what Dunn says is 20 degree weather, middle of the night, no lights anywhere, and they're just doing shots at a picnic table. And yeah, <laughs> that's where we which leave looks. Them. You know what? Looks like fun. Give him credit. That looks amazing. Those are probably the best tasting drinks Ryan Dunn has ever had because he probably never expected to drink again in his life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say with this episode, I don't even think we really need to give a rating or an overall impression because I think you know how we feel, listener. (laughs) I I think they definitely know, but I would love to do J uh, MVP LVP. Okay. I think I think we could definitely do this. Uh, I do that. I think I speak for both of us, though. MVP is obviously fucking Ryan Dunn. In my my mind, he is he is the MVP for sure. Um, would you agree with that or no? Yeah, no, hundred percent. Like how could he not be? He's the focus of the entire episode and he's the only one who stepped up to the challenge where everyone else was just giving him shit. But I guarantee you no one else would have done this. Yes. So yeah, Ryan Dunn, way to go. As stupid LV- as it was, way to LVP's go. LVP's gotta be tough for me. Part of me wants yeah. to give it to Bam because of the I, I don't don't come at me for saying this, but like almost lack of character that he shows when Ryan Dunn is 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 saying no to it, because eventually he gets him to do it through whatever means Bam has. And everyone who's with Bam probably knows it. But Bam was also just such a fucking star of this one. So I don't want to give him LVP. Um, it's a tough one. I don't know who to give it to, except for maybe Rake Yawn, who complained about the farts, didn't think they could cross the river and then made fun of someone for uh, uh, being upset that he might not have food for four days. So I'm going to give it to Rake. My LVP is Bjorn Windsor, owner of the <laughs> chemical plant factory who <laughs> skimped on the costs of putting a fence around the facility and opted for the six high foot high version when he could have easily have done a 10 or a 12 could have prevented this whole thing from happening. That's a good one. The, the chemical spill that uh, people don't realize this prior to this episode filming people from Iceland were all scrawny short people. And now they seem to be giants from Iceland built like brick shit houses. Uh, and it's probably all due to this chemical spill that got into the water and ter- gave them all superpowers. And for the record, I don't know if Bjorn and Windsor are two surnames, a surname <laughs> and, a, <laughs> and a last name that go together. But uh, I, I'm not from Iceland, so you figure it out. How about you tell me? Visit us on at 
Jackass Pod on Instagram and Twitter, and let us know what you thought. If you've seen this episode, if you think you'd watch it, or you know, what are your impressions of it? The barrel stunt. Have you ever done anything this stupid, or know somebody who has done anything this stupid in your lifetime? Tell us about it. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I agree. I'm I'm glad we did this episode. I think it's worth watching if you want some behind the scenes look, and if you just like that vibe of hanging out with the crew, this one's this one's for you. And it's only twenty minutes. If you cut out the cut content, it's fifteen minutes. You know what? Join us on those uh, on Twitter at JackassPod. I'll link to it from our from our uh, our, our our profile. Cool. I like it. And uh, thank you again for joining us for a little bit of a bonus episode. It won't be long, ladies and gentlemen, until we revisit some jackass stuff, as we mentioned at the top of the episode, the point five. So um, just, yeah, expect us to kind of get back into our rotation and, and everything with due time. But um, if there's anything else, I just want to point out too to the listeners, if there is anything else jackass related that you'd like to see or hear us talk oh, totally. about, let us know that as well, because there's a lot of things out there. There's a lot of odds and ends, and we want to try to get to as much of it as we can over time. But uh, if there's something you're dying to hear about that we just haven't covered yet. Yeah, definitely let us know that as well. Definitely. Yep, I like that a lot. I guess that's it for now, but uh, hopefully we'll see you next week, and hopefully we'll see our dear friend Chris Aaronworth, wherever he may be next week <laughs> as well. Until then, bye. I'm Jason Wellwood. Bye. I'm Mikey Aaronworth. Bye. I'm the ghost of Chris Aaronworth, and this has been Jackass. Sad Styles Productions. Get into it!